This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Love Your Mom Life podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest who is a mom and stepmom of five and an expert on mom guilt. Before we dive in, don't forget to click on the subscribe or following button for this podcast. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, be sure to do that. You can find me at Nikki Odin. And of course, remember that you can show your support for this podcast by clicking on the buy me a coffee link in the show notes. And now for today's episode. Today's guest is the author of Sunroofs and Shoeboxes, a collection of the little nuggets of wisdom she's found in the little things of everyday life. From the health benefits of opening the sunroof of your car and letting the sun in, to turning shoeboxes into treasure troves of memories to cherish, today's guest teaches others to see the beauty in the mundane. She encourages them to pick up where this book left off and make up their own list of ways they can find health and happiness in unexpected places. Educated as a journalist and a holistic health educator, today's guest has had an eclectic career path that gave her the toolkit to become a mother. The journey of writing sunroofs and shoeboxes prepared her for motherhood and helped her find those little nuggets of happiness when she was in the throes of having twin newborns. As a mom and stepmom of five kids, mom guilt used to be part of her life, but talking about it felt like admitting failure. Eventually, she was able to navigate it by embracing her intuition, and now she's on a mission to help other moms do the same through her written work. Find her book on Amazon or connect with her on her website, thesweetlife.co, or on Instagram at Jamie Lee Matthews. I'm super excited she's here. Welcome to the show, Jamie Matthews. Thank you, Nikki. I'm so happy to be here today. It's great to be here. Oh, I, I love having you. I love your story. You're a mom and stepmom of five. I can imagine there were a lot of dynamics that play into your mom life. So tell us more about your journey. How did you go from mom slash stepmom riddled with guilt to empowered mother rocking her mom life? Hmm. Yeah. So it was interesting. I went from being very, very single. Um, (laughs) Literally, I was very single for a good five years. And then I met my now husband and he had two children. And so I went from career person working crazy hours um, every week to being like an instant mom. 
And um, that has its own mom guilt. Well, I'll call it stepmom guilt because that's a really interesting hat to wear, especially for someone who's, you know, never been a mom. And then I'm walking into being an instant, somewhat of a mom, but not wanting to step on the toes of their own mother who's in their life and Mm -hmm. lives nearby and all that. Um, But then, uh, you know, my husband and I get married and we decide we obviously we wanted to have kids together and right out of the gate, got pregnant with twins. And, um, that was, that was a little shocking. Um, but you know, and then after that, about three and a half years later, we had our, our son and then that was it. I was like, Oh no, we're done. Done, Right. Done, done and done. Um, but it was really, a interesting time going from crazy career person to, Mm -hmm. okay, I need to step back a little bit from the career to be open to navigating life with a, a, a pre-made family basically yeah. to then going, okay, now I'm, I have biological children of my own and I'm a stepmom, and I'm still trying to be a career person. And the mom guilt just, I mean, it started, it started immediately. I mean, it started yeah. with being a stepmom, And then as soon as I was even pregnant with my twins, it, it started and it continued actually, I would say, because you know, it starts from, okay, well, I'm pregnant. So what should I be eating? Should I, oh, I'm working too hard. I'm, I'm right. under too much stress. I am, I owned a hair salon at the time and I'd walk in going, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't be smelling this. Like maybe I need to walk right. my own business. It's like, I mean, the mom guilt is just endless. Um, you know, I'm not spending enough time at home. I'm not spending enough time, you know, working on my career. And it just, um, it can really bog a woman down. And yeah. I had never thought about it starting that early, but you're right. It starts from the minute like, should I drink this caffeine? Yes. Like, is this okay to put into my body? Like, can I still get my nails done? You know, like right. That, you're right. I, I I didn't think about it starting that soon. And I'm just curious. So how old were your stepkids when you found out you were pregnant with the twins? They were uh let's see, they were five and seven. Okay. Uh, So were they excited or were they like, was there any guilt with like, did you feel like you were kind of taking their dad away or like what kind of thoughts are played into that dynamic? Cause they were so little. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, there was definitely guilt around that, especially because I was having twins Mm. because I knew, you know, it's one thing. I mean, I am not discounting having a singleton child. I think it is all hands on deck with one baby. A hundred percent you know, three babies, whatever. But twins but, is harder. We're all going to admit, we'll admit that. Yeah. <laughs> Having to do well, two at the same is, time. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you just know you're, I mean, I do have two hands, so I can <laughs> hold two babies at one time, but you kind of know it's going to be like two hands on deck, like pretty much all the time and two people on, you know, on, on all the well, time. Yeah, and so, job. yeah. And so I knew right away that this was going to be really tricky because now it wasn't just going to be me with one baby and then being a stepmom and having my husband wear those hats as well. It was going to be like, he is going to have to be in the throes with me mm-hmm. through all of this. And we got to make sure that these kiddos aren't feeling like they're just totally neglected, you know, right. because yeah. when we're both up, I mean, we literally, when the girls uh, came home from the hospital, we were up every hour and a half, both of us, because like, uh, it's just a little hard to nurse yeah. baby and change diapers. And I mean, it's like this machine that's going all the time. And so 
by the morning time when we literally had not had more than an hour and a half of sleep, you know, at, you know, in the course of the night, you know, the other two who had slept great all night, wake up and they're like, Hey dad, let's right. we go to work today. We're like, uh, stay in our pajamas all day. <laughs> you know, it's just, so yeah, the, the guilt started so early, so early. And, um, and it does start in utero. I mean, and, and it's not even our own guilt. It's guilt. I'm sure it's always well-intentioned right. from other people as well. Absolutely. Other moms, other, mm-hmm. you know, nosy neighbors, no, you know, people at Starbucks. I mean, you get the looks and the scoffing and the, oh, wow, you're going to have caffeine or, oh yeah, right. you're getting your hair done. I'm like, yes, I don't want to have gray hair. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I'm only in my thirties. I would like to have my gray hair covered up. So yes, I'm getting my hair done. <laughs> so it's, it's all of that. And, um, and it runs deep and it, it's, it, and you almost don't even know what's happening. You're just kind of just going along with it, feeling bad about yourself a lot. Yeah, it's so true. And I, you know, I, for one, love talking about mom guilt because I think it's one of those things we all experience and we don't talk about enough. So like mm-hmm. you, I'm very focused on helping moms navigate mom guilt and let go of it. I think the absolute truth is that after a while, it becomes a choice. So like, you know, we were just talking about as soon as you get pregnant, you you sort of, you just worry, you worry, you worry, but it is a form of guilt. Like I shouldn't mm-hmm. do, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. And then it morphs into something that we just start to choose over and over. I mean, wouldn't you agree? It's, it's a choice. Absolutely. hundred percent. It's a choice. It, and, and it is one of those things that we have the choice to make a different thought pattern in our head, mm-hmm. but we, we have to recognize what's going on first and foremost to even right. then be like, okay, I need to let this go. This is not serving me. It's not helping me be, be a better mom, a better wife, a better business person. Like it's not helping at all, but I think we're just kind of blissfully unaware for a long time. Mm-hmm. Or and we so can did, be. Yes. We, we, I mean, some people for a very, very long time. So mm-hmm. how did you go? How did you figure that out? Like at what point were you with in your mom life with these five kids where you were mm-hmm. finally like, okay, I need to stop choosing this guilt? Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that the morning I looked in the mirror and I tell the story a lot because it, I, I, I imagine that a lot of moms can relate to this, but mm-hmm. I got up one morning and I literally looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself. Yeah. And I recognized like certain features, but I honestly did not recognize the woman that was staring back at me. And I literally, I cried, of course, because I was yeah. like, where did she go? Like, what happened to her? You know, right. and I and I knew that my life before stepkids and then my own kids, I knew that that wasn't, you know, that wasn't really a sustainable business, you know, business or life for myself. But I had swung so far on the other end of that spectrum right. that I, that I didn't recognize myself. And I, get it. I just looked at myself and went, Oh no, 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 no. This is, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. I mean, I was, I was still, you know, I couldn't get the baby weight off still. And my son, this, my son was like one or two at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'd still not lost the baby weight from the twins, let alone him. And, and not that weight is everything, but I knew that I wasn't living my best life. I knew yeah, that. Absolutely. You know, I didn't. And that's one of the things. 
yeah, that's one of the ways we, we, met, we gauge that is by Absolutely. how we look, right? Exactly how we look and my eyes look tired and the eyes that I thought used to sparkle sometimes were just mm-hmm. like muted. And it was at that moment that I was like, this has got to change because what kind of clicked. And I don't know if it was just looking at myself in the mirror being like, wow, I don't recognize myself. But I looked at my girls and went, I'm not being a good example for them. Right. I mean, my son either, but you know, as a woman to her daughters, I yeah. want to be a really good example for them when they become moms, if they decide to have children of their own. Like I want them to, I want to lead by example. I don't want to be like, well, do as I say, not as I do. Absolutely. I didn't want that. And so it's, it charged me full steam ahead on a mission to get back to Jamie, not Jamie before kids, because you can't, you can't do that. I mean, it's (laughs) like I have kids, so I'm not going back to how I was before then, but what does my new normal look like? that isn't so extreme in either direction. And that became like my mission. Yeah. <laughs> like hardcore mission. It's super and, powerful. Yeah. I think we have to remember, it's like you said, you're not going to go back to who you were before you had kids. Of course you're not. It, it right. does change you becoming a mother. However, mm-hmm. you are still a woman who is allowed to have goals and dreams that are outside of being mommy and wife. And that is okay. And yeah. a lot of times it might not even be a business, but it looks like something that, uh, you know, has us doing physical activity or scrapbooking or reading for pleasure or whatever it is, but taking that time to, to really fill ourselves back up. And that's mm-hmm. when we start to recognize who we, who we are. Because that woman still exists inside of you. She doesn't yes. go away just because you're a mom. It's just, are you giving her the attention that she deserves? Exactly. Yeah. It was like, I was, I was dying on the inside because yeah. the things that made me who I am as a person, not mm-hmm. a mom, not a wife, not a business, you know, career person, but who, what like lights me up and lights my fire and gets me out of bed and gets me excited about things. You know, for me, that's, you know, health and wellness, mm-hmm. nutrition and writing. Mm-hmm. And I had written in forever forever. And those are things that like light me up. And that's doing a disservice to the whole world because we're all given gifts and we are all meant to share them. We're meant Mm -hmm. to use them and we're meant to get them out. And if we're just stuffing them inside because we're walking around living life of shoulds, which I was totally doing, then how do you let that gift out? You don't. It just sits there wasted. And it's never too late though. It's never too late. That's, I, you know, I want to really express that you could be living in mom guilt for 20 years. It's still not too late. You know, you might have a eight year old, a 10 year old, a 12 year old and been living in mom. It's like today you can make that mindset shift to say, okay, no more. And I'm not just going to be living in shoulds. Yes, I totally agree. And what you just said is incredibly powerful and so true. We all have gifts. Mm-hmm. And when we're not using them because we've convinced ourselves that it's not okay to to go after our own goals and dreams or to shine in ways that take us away from our kids, we're really not serving anyone, not especially not our kids because of the example right. that you just said, you know, that they are watching everything we do and they notice. Mm-hmm. They notice when we settle. 
They notice yes. when we go for stuff and that's how they learn I can do hard things by watching us do hard things. And then mm-hmm. they watch us settle and they, yep. they pick up on that. And that's one of those lessons we probably don't want to be teaching them. Like, no, don't stuff your light away. Don't, don't try not to shine because you're afraid of how somebody else might feel or th- what they might think of you or because you're living in a life of shoulds. So right. what was the first step for you? How did you, you know, you made, you had that realization, that, that moment in the mirror and then what? And now let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, It brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. So the first thing that I tackled was my physical health. And that was, for me, that was just kind of the easiest thing to do. Like, okay, I'm going to start with physically getting back into shape and taking time for me, even if I didn't lose a pound, it was just taking that time for me saying, Jamie, you are important. Your time is valuable and you are worth taking some time. That's just for you. That's totally okay. I so that. I joined this, I joined this crazy fitness program, which I love because <laughs> I, I kind of love extreme things like that. Um, and so I did this, uh, it was a two month program, I believe. I ended up being doing it a little bit longer. Um, and I would get to the gym for my group class. At, I think our class, the first time I did it, I think it started at five. Uh, because 5 I still, yeah, because I still have yep. a little bit of mom guilt. So I was like, well, okay, I'm going to take this time for me, but it's going to be when the kids are like never awake unless they're like sick. Right. And so but that's guilt, fine. That's okay. It's a start, right? I mean, exactly. Perfect. Um, so I did this class and, and it was so great for me because I was just, it was time just for me. I didn't have to worry about getting the kids up for school. I didn't have to think about, oh, I didn't have to think about anything. It was like that little pocket of time was all for me. And I got to go every morning and see my, you know, my group of friends that were in the group with me. And I got really physically strong. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy how when there's one metaphor in your life that starts to unfold, it's just this kind of cool ripple effect that you start being like, okay, I can get strong with my physical health. What other things can I get strong in? And then it was like, it was the ripple effect of just peeling the onion layers of, okay, now what, now what, now what I got this down. Now what can I do? And that's when I started, um, you know, I knew I wanted to publish this book. I'd written that book, Sunroofs and Shoeboxes, like 11 years ago while I was still single, didn't have kids, all of the above. Amazing. And then I shelved it, just shelved it because married and life and kids and la la la. But I always knew right. I wanted to publish it. I always knew. And so uh, for my 40th birthday, I told my husband and a couple of my really good friends, I said, I am creating the 2040 adventure. And it was my own little goofy thing that there were 20 things that I wanted to do in the decade that I am 40, in my 40s. 
And so I, there was, I listed 20 things, places I wanted to go, things I wanted to achieve. And, uh, my friend's very creative and she made this like really cool poster that she framed it and put pins and cause she knows I'm super type A. So she knows that I would love to like pin things as I accomplish them. <laughs> and I actually have it right here next to my office. So I literally can't walk into my master bedroom without looking at it every single day. That's awesome. And the top thing, the number one thing on my list was publish your book. And so that became that my 2040 adventure became just my ways of crawling. Cause sometimes it's a crawl yeah. um, back to the essence of who I am. Mm, I love, okay. So you said yeah. so much stuff that I, I okay, absolutely sorry. love that I want to break down. No, it's, it's great. So I love the metaphor that you were just talking about, about getting physically strong. So my journey was a little bit similar when I started to kind of take back who I was. I, I noticed there were I, one of my best friends, she's one of my best friends now, but at the time I hardly knew her. And I knew that she was a professional ballerina when she was um, between the ages of, I think it was like 17 and 32. And she just has these great arms. She's got two kids. And I just looked at her one day and I was like, what do you do to work out? And she's like, oh, I'm a CrossFitter. And I was like, okay. So she's like, want to come with me? I'm like, okay. So I went with her and I was so intimidated and was like, you know, like crazy workout, like you were talking oh, about yeah. baby steps. I, I just kind of like tiptoed into it, modified things. And I started to get really into it. And that physical strength really translated to mental strength as well. So I yep. I think that's something, I'm not saying everyone has to try CrossFit, but getting physically strong or getting a grip on your physical activity is, is super important, I think, as moms. And it doesn't have to be crazy like that. I mean, it could just be walking no. for you, but whatever it is, like taking that time and really investing in yourself to, to progress, it really does have a ripple effect. It's almost magical. So mm -hmm. I, I think that is such a great point. Now, not all of us, I think, have the wherewithal to get up at 5 a.m., which I understand, although I'm a huge advocate of waking up early for the reasons you said. No one's going to be too. like, mom, I need yeah. this. But, you know, even my husband's still asleep. So, yeah, like, just like, not even a mouse, nothing yes. quiet, right? Yes. So to the extent that you can do that, or I would encourage you to, and I know that some moms are like, rolling their eyes right now. Like, are you kidding me? 5am. So <laughs> yeah. let's say you get up at 630 right now, get up at 620 and like take that 10 minutes and maybe like do a plank hold or I don't know, do some, do something. And then eventually yeah. you can back it up and start making more time for yourself just to, to have those moments to yourself. But where you're, you're, you know, that physical movement part, I think is so powerful. It and is. then the second thing that you were talking about is the visualization, like having mm -hmm. that um, what'd you say? 40, 20, 40, 20, 20, 20, 40, 20, 20, 40 list or whatever. Yeah, the, I mean, it could be whatever right. you want it to be, but for me, it was my 2040 adventure. I love that. Like, and, but actually, you know, making it something you can see every day is also really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love that you did that. So how, yeah. where are you on your 2040 list? Oh gosh. Um, I'm doing actually really well. So some of the we things, published the book, amazing. I published the book, so that was like that was my number one. Um, I have going to Bali is my number two, and I haven't done that yet, but that's okay. That that's coming. Um, not booked yet, but but coming. And <laughs> and, and it's funny because some of the things on my 2040 list have to do with my family. Like I want to do. I know you guys probably think I'm nutso, but I want to do a cross country trip uh, in an RV with my yes. family. I want to yes. do that too. 
Really? I, I do. Kind of thought, I, I kind of thought I might have been the only one. I um, think that during it, we'll, we will think we're nuts. So like, right. When it actually yeah. happens in our cross country and my kids are like trying to kill each other and be like, why did I think this was a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be where I'll need like a lot of, uh, like, you know, prayers and good thoughts probably, but, <laughs> but some of those. I was going to say wine, but yeah. Are, and prayers too. and good thoughts too. <laughs> yeah. And wine. Yes. And wine. Um, but some of them have to do with my family and some of them have absolutely nothing to do with my family. Again, because mm-hmm. I'm not all about my kids every second of the day or even my husband. Like some of these no. are my own goals. Like I have on there, take a me trip every year. Good and so every year I do something that is just for me. And sometimes it's a day and a night. Sometimes like last week, last year I was, or actually it was this year. I was able to do a five day thing and cause my, my youngest is now four and a half. So he's, it's, you know, we're out of diapers and we're in right. school and like speaking full sentences. right? Yes. And we sleep good and all that. I mean, hallelujah. Um, but you know, it's cause I think it's really important to have your still have your own hopes, dreams, desires, and wants. Um, because again, it just, it fuels your soul. Yes. And some of these things, I mean, some of my things are like, read X amount of books every year because yeah. I love reading, but I had, hadn't read a book in like, I didn't know how long. And now I'm like, Oh, I'm getting on my reading here. And, and it can be a really fun romance book, or it could be yeah. like a total self-help, you know, change my mm-hmm. life. I mean, it could be whatever. Um, but in, in the visual, I am a huge proponent. I mean, I'm also a huge proponent of getting up early, but I know I'm, I'm I know I'm getting eye rolls too. And I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> but I do think that the early mornings are just really, really special times. And if, and I think if you've never done it, I would try it and mm-hmm. not just for like a day, like try it for like a week where you get up maybe 45 minutes earlier. I know that's a lot, like 45 minutes earlier. And just, even if you get up and just read or drink your coffee without being interrupted, yep. I mean, how many times in the morning do you heat up your coffee because you're making lunches or, I mean, I, like five times I'm heating up my coffee because mm-hmm. my kids are asking me for this or I'm getting clothes picked out or I'm doing lunches. It's like just that time that sets the tone for your whole day. And I think it's really, really powerful. Um, so I, I totally agree. just for like a week, just try it and just see how you think. Maybe, maybe you'll hate it and think I'm crazy, but you may not. You may absolutely like, it's a little bit addicting in a good way. It, it is. It's, it's like, um, it's like a gold mine. It's this, mm. this time exists and we usually kind of squander it because mm. we're tired or whatever. But I think that once you start getting into the habit of waking up a little bit earlier, you'll get into the habit of going to bed a little bit earlier and then it'll all right. work out so that you can give your body what it needs and also still get that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I love what you said about, you know, doing, just doing stuff for you that has nothing to do with being mom or wife because that's, that's how God made us. God made us multifaceted, right? We weren't created to just be one thing all the time. And we have to honor that. That's where we get, when we don't, we get out of alignment. And that's where some of that resentment comes from. And, and, you know, you can fall into that like guilt resentment cycle over and over and over. Oh yeah. Hey there, super mom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence. 
the Keep It Together system specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate. What's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence and purchase yours today for just $29. So what, what was another thing you did like in the very beginning? So that was the first step you took, took care of your physical health Mm -hmm. and then, you know, that the sort of ripple effect started happening and what kinds of things were you noticing? I just started noticing that I was starting to empower my family more. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So what I mean, and, and what I mean by that was, is that I started, so my kids were at the time when this really started, I would say my son was about two and a half, about two and a half. My girls would have been like five. And so I started just doing like being really strategic. So we'd, we'd gotten a new fridge cause we needed one. And I ended up getting one that had two lower compartments and one could be both, they could be both freezer or one could be fridge and one could be freezer. Hmm. And side note, I highly recommend this if you have young kids and so the bottom right I use as a fridge and I put healthy cause I'm, I'm very much into feeding my kids healthy, you know, mm-hmm. as best I can. Right. Um, that whole bottom section is still filled with healthy refrigerated items they can get when they want. And I don't have to be, yes, they don't have yes. to ask me to go get a, you know, a, a cheese stick or a yogurt or mm-hmm. some deli, you know, some turkey meat that they can roll up. I mean, they can just open up the fridge and get it themselves. And it's like these little things that seem kind of insignificant, but they are actually really amazing because, and same with the snack drawer. Like mm-hmm. I move their snack drawer down and they know they have to still ask before having like, you know, a junkie snack, but I have a little snack drawer that has all of their cups and their bowls and plates. And then they have a snack cabinet and they can get their own water when they want water. They can get their own snacks, you know, if they ask me and it just creates the, just, I was amazed at how much time it saved me mm-hmm. where I didn't have to get up right in the middle of something that I was doing when they wanted a snack. I'd say, okay, yeah, go ahead and go in the fridge and grab that or, you know, grab a bowl and grab this. and and actually. They loved it too, because yeah. they felt so independent and so capable. And it's like, oh my gosh, all this time. I mean, obviously when they were younger, that's a little bit different, but all this time they've been able to fully able to do this on their own. And yet I would just be getting up, getting down, getting up, getting down. 
Getting annoyed and and then feeling guilty if you didn't do it right away, right? Yeah, exactly. And then the cycle of mom guilt continues, you know? Right. And so now they are just, they don't even, they would, they wouldn't even think to ask me for that kind of stuff. I mean, when they want lunch, sure. Other than that, I pre-wash all of our fruit. It's in a bowl. They can get it whenever they want. They know they can just grab it. And it just creates like all this extra time, which allows me to work on things that fill me up. And they're just as happy. They're not like miserable kids going, mommy, why don't you just cater to me every second of the day? They're, (laughs) you know, they're like dopes. They're super happy that they are feeling independent and that they're getting older and that I trust them to make good decisions about their snacks. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, but you know, but it, what a great way to empower them and such an easy way for you to get back a little bit of that time and, and to, to flip, flip the script and not have to feel guilty. Like instead of me feeling bad that I don't have a minute right now to do what you're asking me to do, or that I don't feel like doing it right now, I can mm-hmm. empower you and teach you how to do it yourself. So I, yeah. I love that. And there's probably so many other ways as they get older that we can do that as moms. It's just right. a great, a great thought. Right. Now, I'm sure like me, you are sort of like a recovering mom <laughs> guilt, right? Ch- yes. Chooser. It still happens sometimes, right? It's not, it's not something course. that we always, where they we're like, oh, nope, that never happens to me anymore. Perfect yes. now. But what do you do when it creeps in? Now that you, you, the first step, like you said, is recognizing it, having that awareness. Mm -hmm. And then we have to make a different choice because again, it is a choice. So what do you do when that comes up for you today now that you have all these tools? The first thing I do now that I didn't do before is I was always very reactionary. So Mm -hmm. everything was just like, oh, mommy, can you just, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Everything was just super reactionary. And now I try and take a little bit of a step back and really think about things first before I say yes or no to make sure it's really what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's still a yes. And other times it's no, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, For example, I never not went on a field trip. Now with COVID, of course, there wasn't a lot of field trips last year, but, um, but I never missed the opportunity to go on a field trip. And this year was the first time because they did have a field trip that I didn't go. And I totally struggled with mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, oh my gosh, you're such a bad mom. Like you're not going to go on this field trip. Like, oh, right. But I had so many things that I needed to do that day. And it was a shorter field trip. And so I'm, I'm like picking and choosing. Like I know I won't miss a big field trip or maybe we're going to be gone the whole day sure. I'm going to make sure that I'm there for that. But this was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is like, they're walking to the park and they're going to have pizza. Like, <laughs> is that, am I really, are they going to be like in therapy for the rest of their life? Because I don't go. No, no, no. absolutely not. Because I'm there for them and I know I'm there for them in so many other ways that, you know, I can say no to those things. It doesn't happen without a little bit of mom guilt, but I, but I work through it because I go, okay, like give yourself a reality check. Like mm-hmm. exactly. is, is you perspective. going perspective? Is you going, is that going to be super devastating or amazing for them? And what are you giving up if you do go? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. What are you giving up? What yeah. are you saying no to? 
Mm-hmm. In your and own time. life, because if you say no right. once, it's really easy to say no to yourself over and over and over and over 100%. again. Hundred percent, it becomes a habit, a choice. Yep. yep, and then you live in shoulds again, and there mm-hmm. you are. It's so true, but that's such a great exercise to do with yourself, and it really comes down to prioritizing, right? And to and to remembering mm-hmm. what areas of your life are glass balls, which if you drop, they will shatter and what areas are rubber balls. And even Mm. within your family, which is a glass ball, there are rubber balls like, okay, I'm not going to go on this little field trip. And what's the worst that can happen? And can I live with that? And the answer is nothing horrible is going to happen. And yes, you can live with like, right. Not, not being there because your kid's not being like, you know, mom, you really should feel guilty about that. I think (laughs) you should go sit in a corner and feel bad. Yeah. No, totally not. Not at all. No. In fact, when I, when they got home, it was like, we had the best day. And I'm like, you know, I knew you would, and I wasn't there and it's Mm -hmm. okay. Cause here's the other thing that I think this is the other part of helping with mom guilt for any moms or dads to listen is at some point your kids are going to move out and move on with their life Mm -hmm. as they should. And as we should be teaching them to grow wings and fly. Mm-hmm. But then what? Then what? Right. If you have given your whole life and everything is about your kids, then what? I, and I I've think totally about that agree. a lot. It's a good, it's a valid thing to think about. I, I had actually didn't come to that realization on my own. I was at a business event with my husband um, where it was, you know, like bring your wife kind of thing, <laughs> like a um, a client event and I was talking to one of the client's wives and she was going through that and she was just mm. openly telling me my youngest is leaving for college this year and I have no idea who I am because yeah. I've spent the last, I think at that point it was like 22 years because she, you know, between the two kids, just doing everything for them, always putting them first and just, I have no idea who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, and we didn't know each other that well. So it was like weighing on her so heavily that she just opened up to me and told me all this. Cause I think my kids at the time were like 18 months and like, you know, yeah, whatever, like three. And I was like, whoa, like yeah. what an amazing thing for me to hear at that moment. Because I was like, that doesn't have to be me. Right. And it doesn't have to be other moms too. And that, that has always stuck with me. Like you don't want to forget who you are because for all the reasons we discussed, because of, you know, how you were created to be because of using your gifts, setting those examples for your kids, but also like that, then what? It's like, mm-hmm. you have to, it's, it's like you're, you're like, it's like your life ends when they leave, which is not, which is not true. Right. You want right. to be able to have this just new chapter that you're, that you're able to enjoy, but that you can intentionally go into knowing how you're going to spend it because you know who you are. And right. I think that's really important. Just maintaining that identity is is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that woman gave you a gift for sure. That absolutely, day. yeah. And it, and it's a gift to remember because that happens. You mm-hmm. know, empty nest is a real thing, and I have seen women really, really, really struggle with it, and. We don't have to. I mean, you don't have, you, you don't, it doesn't mean that you can't be a stay-at-home mom. It doesn't mean you have to go yeah. work full time. It no. doesn't mean any of that. It just means don't forget who you were and are mm-hmm. before you grabbed the identity of mama. Yep. Because we all had identities before we became mothers, whether we're stepmothers, biological mothers, adopted mother, whatever, aunts, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. We all had goals, dreams, and aspirations, or even just things that we love to do. Yeah. And we need to nurture those because there will come a time that we aren't needed as much as we are right now. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be sitting here twiddling my thumbs being like, wait, what, what did I even like to do? And who the heck am I? And, and regret like wishing and regret Mm -hmm. that you could go back and just have carved in a little more time for yourself. I think that is one of the most like just gut wrenching feelings is, is regret. I mean, we've all felt mm-hmm. regret and there's yeah. nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to go back in time. So right. start today, right? Just start yes. today, make one small decision at a time that's going to get you back to a place where you feel powerful, you feel empowered to set that example for your children. And it's going to spill over into everything you do. It's going to spill mm-hmm. over into your your marriage. It's going to spill over into your work if you work. and And it's going to be good all around. I mean, there's always new problems when we change things, but I I like to think that new problems just are a sign of success. But you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, maybe I have to figure out how I wake up earlier or where am I going to put all my new clothes that I, you know, fit into now or whatever the problem is. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so important to, to Mm -hmm. keep moving forward and to make those decisions for ourselves because otherwise, what are we here for? Right? Right. For this one precious life. That's right. And we all have so much to give. And not that we want to be, you know, exerting ourselves to the point of exhaustion every day, but we all do have gifts that we are meant to share outside the Mm -hmm. walls of our own home. All of us. Yep. And so taking that little bit of time now just helps nurture those gifts so that we can share them. And that when our kids are launched and doing their own life and don't want to have to be feeling guilt that mom's home crying her eyes out because her right. <laughs> life has ended when her kids moved out, you know, it's like, then we have those gifts to nurture even more. And mm-hmm. we've been working on them all along. And contributing to the world, right? Yeah. Like your book. Yeah. So I'm super excited that you did that. I think it, I'm a writer too. So I understand Yes. what goes into every sentence that you write. And, you know, I look back at, at things and it's like, it's never done, right? You're like, right. there's always something you could do, do differently, but to actually publish it and put it out there in the world and make your contribution with yes. your gift, th- yes. that's just an awesome way to be walking the walk. And I hope everyone will go pick up a copy Thank of you. your book. It's uh, like I said, it's on Amazon. It's called Sunroofs and Shoeboxes. And I will, of course, include a link so that everyone can check out this project that you shelved for 11 years. And then yes. after embracing who you are as a mom and stepmom of five who actually has goals and dreams and talent, you went out <laughs> and published. So everyone needs to check that out. Thank you. Yes. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being here, for being open and vulnerable about your story and just sharing with all moms those words of wisdom that we all need to hear. I think it's awesome And I'm so glad that you could spend some time with us today. Thank you, Nikki. Me too. It's been such a treat. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Jamie Matthews. I know you took a ton of value from it and I can't wait to hear what you think of her book. Make sure that you click on that link in the show notes and we'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. 
If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.